Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. May his grace and his blessing be with us now and unto the age of all ages, amen. Brothers and sisters, I greet you as we continue our vigil of the Holy Theotokos and our veneration of her and meditating on all of her virtues. And I want to speak to you tonight about the Theotokion of Sunday, um, which we sometimes call the plural, Theotokia. Uh, and we pray this not only on Sundays in the midnight praise, but we also pray it in every veneration or tangit. And we come across the following words, Sherene Maria, Ephthalil en Yaqub, which means, Hail to you, Mary, the rejoicing of Jacob. And in the Tuesday, Theotokion, we come across these words, You are the ladder, which Jacob saw, set firmly on the earth, reaching to heaven, where the angels come down upon it. And together, these references from our beautiful Coptic hymnography teach us about the symbolism between Jacob's ladder that we read about in the book of Genesis and the Holy Theotokos St. Mary. And today I would like to meditate on this symbolism with you so that every time we praise the Holy Virgin Mary with these words, we'll have a better idea of the symbolism and what exactly we are saying. Now the first thing we have to do, of course, is to refresh our recollection about the story of Jacob's ladder, which comes from Genesis chapter 28. You might all remember the story, but I'll just offer a very brief summary in case we've forgotten some of the details. Jacob, as you know, is one of the three great patriarchs in the Old Testament. Uh, these three men, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, are called patriarchs because they are fathers of many nations, and they are the forerunners and ancestors of many great nations, including Israel. Jacob was the son of Isaac and Rebekah, and he had an older twin brother named Esau. And it happened one day that Isaac, who was old and blind, wanted to give his blessing to his firstborn son, Esau, according to the tradition of that time. And when Rebekah found out, she encouraged Jacob to trick his father and take the blessing for himself, even though he was not the firstborn son. So Isaac blessed Jacob, even though he was the younger son. When Esau found out, of course, he was enraged, and he sought to kill his brother for taking his blessing. And to escape from his brother's wrath, Jacob was sent to a distant land. Now here's the part that we are concerned with tonight. As he was on his way to this distant land, he came to a certain place and he stopped for the night. He laid his head on a rock and he went to sleep. And as he was sleeping, he dreamed and saw a vision of a ladder that was set up on the earth that reached all the way up to heaven, so to speak. And all along this ladder, Jacob could see the angels of God ascending and descending. They were going up and down this ladder. And at the very top of the ladder, Jacob saw one who was like the Son of Man. Of course, this was the pre-incarnate uh, Christ uh, at the top of the ladder. Uh, and he, the Christ, blessed Jacob from heaven. And when Jacob awoke from this marvelous vision and dream, 
He said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. The fathers of the church, inspired by the Holy Spirit, they read the story of Jacob and his vision of a ladder, and they saw in it a symbol of the Holy Theotokos. They said that Saint Mary is Jacob's ladder because she is the intermediary between heaven and earth. In her person and in her bearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, the heavenly and the earthly are united through the incarnation of Christ. Now to understand the importance of the blessed role of the Theotokos, we must appreciate the significance of the incarnation. In the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ, we find the foundation of our Orthodox faith. And this is the fact that the eternal word, the pre-existent Son of God, became flesh and dwelt among us. He who is equal with God the Father assumed a human existence except for sin, taking human nature from the Virgin Mary, emptying himself and taking on the form of a servant for our salvation. So the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ is the foundation of our faith. It appears in Holy Scripture. It appears in the creed, the dogma of the church. It appears in our worship. And every time we speak about the incarnation, we are speaking about the bedrock of our faith. Because without the incarnation, our salvation would not have been accomplished as we know. So what do we... Uh, meditate or how do we see the, the incarnation for example in Holy Scripture where do we find the incarnation well we find it of course in the gospel we read that our Lord Jesus Christ was conceived in the womb of the Holy Virgin Saint Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit and we know of course that this conception occurred without the participation of a human father for the Holy Theotokos was a virgin before, she remained a virgin while, uh, she gave birth to Christ, and she remained a virgin afterwards. In the Gospel account of St. John, we read that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Logos who existed with the Father from before eternity, from all eternity, before the ages, he became flesh. St. John says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and our Father among the Apostles, St. Paul, he confirms these concepts in his letters. For example, Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, he says, Christ, the Savior of the world, is equal with God. Galatians 4, 4, he says, Christ was born of a woman at the appointed time. In Colossians 2, 9, he says that in Christ, the fullness of the deity or divinity dwells bodily. So we find the Incarnation throughout Holy Scripture. We also find it in the dogma of the Church. We find it, for example, in the Creed. Anyone asks you, what do you believe as an Orthodox Christian? You can print out a copy of the Creed. It is the most basic yet complete statement of our faith. And we proclaim it in almost all of our prayers. We find it in the first and the twelfth hour of the Agveya, we find it in the raising, of, the raising of incense services. We find it in the liturgies, in weddings, in funerals, in anointing the sick. In every service, we, we recite the creed. 
because it is the most succinct statement of our faith. And with respect to the Incarnation, the part in the Creed that tells us about it says that our Lord Jesus Christ came down from heaven and was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and became man. So in order to be an Orthodox Christian, or really any Christian, you have to believe in the Incarnation. You have to believe in the statement that Christ was incarnate of the Holy Virgin Mary and the Holy Spirit and became man. So we find the Incarnation in the Creed. We also find it in the rites of the Orthodox Church. It's something that we continually hear, for example, in the hymns. In the rite of the evening incense and midnight praise, um, and also in the Vespers praise, we have seven hymns called Theotokeia, one for each day of the week. And if you read the text of these beautiful hymns, you will see a constant reference to the Holy Theotokos St. Mary. But when you really analyze all of these hymns as a whole, as a whole work, you will see that their main focus really is not only St. Mary, but it is the Incarnation. It really is the Incarnation. For example, He took what is ours and gave us what is His. We praise and glorify Him. Right? This is speaking not only about the role of St. Mary, but just the fact that our Lord was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and of her. We also have a beautiful hymn in our tradition and also in other Orthodox traditions called O Monogenis. And we chant this not only on Great and Holy Friday, but also we chant it during the enthronement of the Patriarch. And this hymn is as I mentioned, not only used in the Coptic Church, but in other Orthodox churches as well. And in this hymn, we proclaim that Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, assumed human nature without change. And the Greek word that we use in this hymn is atreptos, atreptos, without change. Without change, the eternal Son of God became the Son of the Virgin. His divinity was not changed or altered in any way, even though he became man. For this reason, the early fathers of the church, like St. Irenaeus of Lyon, St. Athanasius of Alexandria, they taught us that the eternal Son of God became what we are so that we might become what he is. And let's be very clear, however, St. Athanasius did not mean that we are going to become the same of Christ and rise up to the level of His divinity, but instead we will become like God in the sense that we will have some of His attributes, the ones that He provides us in eternal life, like, for example, living forever. Christ assumed our human nature in order to glorify our nature and to restore us to our first state, and not only that, but to exalt our state even greater than what we had in the Garden of Eden. This is why our Lord was incarnate. As St. Gregory writes in his liturgy, you blessed my nature in yourself. Through the incarnation, Christ blessed our human nature in himself. Why was all of this necessary, you might wonder? Why was it necessary for Jesus Christ to be incarnate? And the answer to this question is you and me and every human being that has existed and will ever exist. Christ took flesh for our salvation. 
because we as human beings are unable to save ourselves. Only God can save us. Only God can reconcile us to himself. Christ, through his sacrifice on the cross, fulfilled all of the sacrifices of the Old Testament, and he established a new covenant between God and man through the shedding of his blood. This is why the holy prophet Isaiah or Isaiah spoke of him as the suffering servant who bears the sins of all. St. John spoke of him as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In his sacrifice, we receive salvation and reconciliation with God. And this, is, this brings up a concept of atonement, this word that we oftentimes hear, especially today. You will oftentimes hear people say that Christ died on the cross to atone for our sins. And this concept has caused a lot of confusion throughout the generations as different theologians and commentators try to explain it in different ways. In the Western Church, namely the Roman Catholic Church and also the Protestant Church, the sacrifice of Christ is viewed from the perspective of our guilt and divine justice. And so they focus and they say that God was angry with our guilt and therefore Christ had to die uh, as a victim in our place. But in the Orthodox Church, we understand Christ's work of salvation a little bit differently based on Scripture and the writings of the Church Fathers. Christ is not a victim only, but instead He is the victor. He is the one who overcomes our enemies, our enemies which are death, and sin, and the devil. Sin entered into the world through Adam and Eve, but as St. Paul says, the wages of sin is death. We die because sin entered into the world from the time of Adam until the time of Christ. No man was able to overcome death. Even the prophets and the righteous men of the Old Testament were unable to save themselves. And so for this reason, our Lord took flesh. He was incarnate. And this is the reason why it is the core of our Orthodox faith, because for death to be overcome and destroyed, our Lord had to destroy it from within. Our Lord descended into Hades, into the depth of death itself, by His own death. And in the hymn that we all know for the resurrection, Christos Anesti, we find an affirmation of this. The hymn says, by His death, he trampled down death. Our Lord bestows life upon each and every one of us through His trampling and humiliation of death. So we see that the incarnation of Christ is a mystery and a reality that is one of the pillars of our faith as Orthodox Christians. And when you really appreciate all of this, I know this has been you know, quite a, a, a technical discussion thus far, but when you really think about all of these concepts and how important they are in terms of our salvation, then you can really appreciate the blessedness of the Holy Virgin Mary because of her role in all of this, because of her role. It was through her that this indescribable mystery took place. This is why she is Jacob's ladder. This is why she is likened to the ladder that extended between heaven and earth. King Solomon famously said, there is nothing new under the sun. 
But actually there is something new here in the incarnation of our Lord. It is a mystery that defies human understanding, something that will never be repeated in the history of this world. And it was made possible through the Holy Theotokos Mary. Some people tend to think that St. Mary was simply the body that, that Christ chose to dwell in for nine months. They think of her almost like a surrogate mother in modern medicine, someone who just carries a baby and that's it. But St. Mary was not a passive instrument of the incarnation. God did not choose her as a random woman who had the right kind of body so he could dwell inside of her for nine months. But God chose a specific and a unique woman to carry him in her womb and to give birth to him in the fullness of time. This is why St. Paul says that Christ was born of a woman in the fullness of time, meaning in the right time. Meaning you might be able even to meditate that the Lord waited for one like St. Mary. He waited for her to be born and he came in the fullness of time and was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and her and dwelt inside of her. Just like the Holy Prophet Jeremiah or St. John, the forerunner before her, St. Mary had the grace of the Holy Spirit from her mother's womb. She spent only a few of her early years in the home of her righteous and holy parents, Saints Joachim and Annam, according to the Proto-Evangelium of James, which is an early church document from around 150 or so, her parents vowed that she would serve the Lord from the time she was born. And so at the age of only three, imagine a three-year-old doing this, she was presented into the temple where, according to Coptic tradition, she was nourished by angels as she lived a life of service and increased in the grace of the Holy Spirit until her betrothal to St. Joseph the, the, the Righteous. And so from the earliest age, she gave the whole of herself, not just her body, but the whole of herself to God. Whatever she could offer to God as a human being, she did. She was as pure as any human being could hope to be. And because of this, God made her, not just her body, he made her into a living temple, not made with hands. Through her purity, St. Mary became the offering of humanity to God in his plan for our salvation. Just as when we celebrate the liturgy, we, we need the lamb, the, the hamal, before we can have any liturgy. We have to have an offering. And then the Lord accepts this offering and gives us something that is a mystery, something for our salvation, the Eucharist. St. Mary was like that offering on behalf of the human race to God. She was the vessel that was needed from our human race to put into effect God's plan for our salvation. And this absolutely does not mean that she was forced to bear God in her womb, no. All humans are made in the image of God, and one of the characteristics of the image of God in every human being is free will. St. Mary, no less than any other human being, had absolute free will to choose. We glorify, we honor, we magnify her because she said yes to God as we meditated last week through her free will. 
God sent the holy archangel Gabriel to her to propose her role in the incarnation, and her response was yes. She said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. So she wasn't just a body. She wasn't a random choice of any woman, but rather because of who she is, she lived her life in a pure way. She was known to God from before the ages as the one who would become his living temple on earth for nine months. And through her, God descended from heaven to earth. And through her and her bearing of the Savior Christ, Jesus, Joshua, Yeshua, the Lord saves, that is the meaning of his name, through her bearing of him, we ascend from earth to heaven. So we see that Christ came through her from heaven to earth, and because she bore him, we ascend from earth to heaven. And this is why our hymns liken her to Jacob's ladder. And this is something, by the way, that is reflected in the architecture of every Orthodox church. The sanctuary behind me in every church represents heaven. This is why we have the icon of Christ, the Pantocrator, surrounded by the angels and the archangels and the 24 presbyters at the center, etc. The rest of the church represents the world. And one of the reasons why the priest offers incense around the church during the readings of the Pauline and the reading of the Acts is to symbolize how the disciples and also St. Paul um, how they preached the gospel throughout the world. They went around the world. That's the meaning of the priest going all around the church with the censer full of incense. So the sanctuary is heaven. The rest of the church represents the world. But what do we find between the two? Who is right there at the, at the junction of the two? It's the icon of the Holy Theotokos St. Mary because she is the link between the heavenly and the earthly. And we remember this also in our daily prayers in the Agbeya, the third hour. We say, whenever we stand in your holy sanctuary, we are considered as standing in heaven. And then, these are the words addressing God, but then we add the following addressing St. Mary. We say, O Theotokos, you are the gate of heaven. You are the door of heaven, open for us the gate or the door of mercy. And so we see, brothers and sisters, that St. Mary is the ladder between earth and heaven because of her role in the incarnation, which brought to us our Lord Jesus Christ, who came and saved us from our enemies. And so as we meditate on all of these things, I hope that we can really appreciate the blessedness of the Holy Theotokos because of her role in all of these wonderful things that gave us more than we can imagine, gave us salvation and a chance to be in the kingdom of heaven with God forever. Glory be to God forever. Amen.